we are back. It is Liv and I in our uh, semi-regular review show, hopefully more regular than not coming forward. And uh, and and Liv, it's just it's just a a joy and a pleasure to be able to talk to you again. Yes, I always love joining you, and even more so for indie game reviews, and even more so. So this was um, the first indie game review that we pulled from. I know a lot of people bought the. I, I don't remember if it was called like, oh, yeah, the Black the, Lives like, Matter. A racial um, racial justice pack. Some, yeah. Something along this bundle. So the absolutely massive itch uh, bundle that was like benefiting Black Lives Matter. And I think a couple of different um, I think organizations in like Minnesota. $8 million. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty incredible. And like, I mean, obviously very incredible that it got people donating um to these organizations but also like i think it even you know would pull in new audiences to itch that may not have already been like having indie games on their on their radar yeah very very popular and i mean like it's it's wild looking at the i like looking at the stats on it because one of the things that i always look i always notice when i go ahead and look through my games that i have on it which i've done you know four or five times because it's just like a massive massive amount is like you know you had to pay five dollars for this huge bundle of you know, i don't know how many games like um thousands <laughs> yeah it says there are now one thousand projects included um since at you know uh, i don't know the last time it was updated um i wouldn't be surprised if it was more than a thousand at this point um but uh you can get it for five bucks but the, like it lists the highest contribution and someone gave $5,000 like it, people were really generous with this and like spread it far and wide. And I was right. Like I, I opened it up. They did make 8 million uh, plus dollars of their $5 million goal. So like, that's a cool thing to do. That's like, uh, I think that's more than square Enix donated <laughs> to black lives matter. So, yeah. And so our, our goal here is, twofold like um obviously like i will i contributed it to to this bundle and like hopefully people are going to continue to contribute to these organizations after there seem to be rewards for doing so but also there's so many games that you now have access to that you may not have had before and so we kind of want to spotlight those because yeah. Whenever you buy this bundle, it's not like if you like buy a humble bundle for for Steam and it's like, okay, well now all of your games are just loaded in. It's a little bit uh, challenging to to navigate which games you now own. Um, it's so- wild. I mean, I remember a, 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 a Louisiana friend of mine. Uh, I feel like I can call him that now, even though he is he is for as long as I've known him more Rhode Island than anything, but. Uh, uh, Louisiana and, and New Orleans, a friend of mine, Chris Curley, um, uh, asked me like what good games were on there. And I literally like, sc- <laughs> I scroll through, I, it must've been 200 games just looking. And every time I was like, okay, all right, I think I've reached the end of this. I would get to this point and I'd be like, nope, there's another game I recognize. That's very good. And I just have to scroll through another 40 games and be like, nope, there's another one. It is it is intimidatingly huge and yeah no I think like I have like six other games we could pull from just off the top of my head off of this and I'm sure you have six of your own like mm-hmm. it is it's cool that way it's also just like 
it's not on sale anymore, so don't worry. But like, I know a lot of people bought it, and uh, and hopefully we can give you some some insight into, uh, you know, what what games are on here since the the creators were sort of generous enough to offer them up for uh, obviously uh, beyond a a good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you bought it then then great. If you're going to listen to this and buy it now, then great. Either way, um, we're happy for you to join us on this review of Signs of... Night in the Signs Woods. Of... That's, sorry. <laughs> Signs of the Sojourner. Signs of, yeah, Signs of the Sojourner. Um, uh, so uh, I wanted to explain this game a little bit. Um, this game is by a friend of the podcast, uh, Kevin Snow, um, who you may remember from the... Uh, uh, Pathologic 2 episode. Uh, they did some uh, localization and uh, translation for, for Path 2. Um, very, very uh, nice person, good follow, um, just, you know, very, very sweet individual. Um, and Science of the Sojourner is, uh, is sort of their baby. I'm sure with many other people, obviously, any, any, any uh, endeavor like this is just, I've, I've long uh, uh, lost the, uh, ambition to like know everyone who's done everything in a thing and make video game. It's so much. Um, but, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin did a lot with this and also, um, uh, had like a number of funding things with it and just got the game out. I think like weeks before, uh, the, the bundle came out and then put it in the bundle. So it's a wild game to have in there. Uh, but it's interesting. It's a, um, so it's a game that is not like any other game I've played, although I've played games that are sort of like, um, I would say like genetically related to it. So, uh, it has a bit of the, uh, has a bit of visual novel, uh, in it. It also has a bit of deck builder in it. Um, and, uh, those two things combined make for a really kind of compelling, um, and strange. And as we'll see, like at times divisive, uh, game, um, the basic premise and the basic mechanic is that you are uh, this this person traveling after your the death of your mother. Uh, you are traveling around and on this caravan that she used to run, uh, buying goods for your uh, for your um, shop, basically your 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 dry goods store uh, in your sort of like uh, dust you know dust bunny town in the middle of nowhere during uh, utter climate collapse. Um, it's in sort of a fantastical world, um, although I don't know, uh, you could argue that it's Earth, it's kind of not super important. Um, the basic mechanic in the game is you, uh, have conversations with people, and in these conversations, you're given a series of, uh, shapes, and you have to match the shapes, and the shapes all correspond to a way of talking, so, like, thoughtful, or logical, or aggressive, or whatever, right? And everyone has two particular styles they uh, uh kind of uh what do i want to say here lean towards gravitate um, towards yeah sure. gravitate towards yeah and and that'll be reflected in their deck you're given that beforehand but much of the game is kind of just like uh, figuring out the rules of conversation uh through trial and error and so as you have these conversations if you win the game you get a positive conversation note, uh, something that forwards your conversation and often can get you goods to sell in your dry goods store. Uh, if you fail the card game, uh, the failure uh, mechanic is that you just like 
you and the other person can't communicate. And sometimes they'll get mad at you. Sometimes they'll just get confused. Sometimes they'll just be like, I don't, I don't have anything to say to you. I'm sorry. Like maybe, maybe another time. Um, and then you have to decide if you need to get more cards, if you need to, uh, which you get new cards every time you have a conversation. Cards have different mechanics as they go along. There's different ways to play the game. The strategy gets a little denser. Um, but at its core, the game is about um, battling these conversations and trying to get good outcomes. Um, the uh, the game also kind of has a travel mechanic where you are traveling on the caravan and can deviate away from the caravan, uh, which opens up sort of like a bunch of choices and branching storylines, things like that. So it is a it is a game that offers you a lot of choices, and many of them end in sort of disappointment but others can end in fulfillment and they all kind of in the end are up to you, the player, you, you get to kind of choose your own adventure in this game in a, in a very open worldy sort of way. Um, I ended up liking it uh, for a number of reasons. Um, you know, primarily I, I kind of, um, I appreciated the way the mechanics worked. Um, and I did wonder the whole time whether that was just because, I found them intuitive in a particular way. Um, uh, but I will expand upon that a little more. I am interested, Liv. We talked a little bit about it, and it sounded like we haven't we haven't elaborated on everything because um, I wanted to be surprised. But I kind of wanted to know uh, what you thought about it because I think your take was it is a little different than mine. Yeah, so I'm not sure that it's different much, you know, I don't think it's so much more that it's a different interpretation more that it's like just a different preference for how things are done. Like you said mm. that it, it does build upon um, kind of like what you would expect from a, a visual novel, but with just with more systems layered on top of it so that you have like this deck building component and this battling component. There's other systems like the, the calendar system that's in the game. So a the caravan is going to be in certain cities at different days. And then like there's certain events in different cities at different days. Right. And just like as a personal preference, like I, <laughs> I think that this is just because I, I'm not, uh, I don't want to say that I'm not huge on mechanics, but they don't, <laughs> I don't That's, need. That should be a shirt. We should, <laughs> I'm not huge on mechanics. I understand like what the mechanics were trying to do that there is like these different styles of communication. It's like figuring out um, the the ebb and flow of styles of communication in order to actually make something happen. But I found myself whenever I was having these conversations only. So the styles of co communication in, within the card game are represented with shapes. So it's just like a triangle, circle, square, um, Diamond. And then like there's a diamond in there at some point. Yeah. And then there's like more effects that can be on the cards on top of that. And I was like so focused on just like the actual like mechanic of like matching the card game that yeah. like the the conversations um, were completely lost to me. Like I mm. I don't remember any of the conversations that I had with people because I was just so focused on getting through the mechanic and that that's probably sure. it, that may be like a personal failure that it's like okay well olivia you didn't really have to like rush through the conversation and like finish this as quickly as possible but for me like the the 
the mix between like, okay, you would uh, finish one interaction successfully with the mechanic and then you would get like a, either a positive or a negative response. And that I would just like skip through because you have like three turns that you have to get through in order to have like an overall positive conversation. And so I just, uh, the writing was good. And so it's like, for me, I didn't know necessarily like what some of like the mechanics offered to further the story and the, and the narrative as opposed to just, it was, and it was interesting. It was definitely a novel mechanic. Um, but for me, a, a simple lady, <laughs> I don't, I, I am Thank not you for sure. referring to yourself in the contractually <laughs> mandated way that I, <laughs> um, that wasn't like one of the strong points of the game to me. I overall, like, I, I think it's, um, I don't know if I want to say a sweet game, but I love the character design of the game that feels almost like celebratory. Like, um, it's a lovely, it, I, I would say like aesthetically. And by that, I mean, just like, maybe I don't mean aesthetically. Maybe I just mean like, um, uh, display of, of, of sound and image. Um, not even like, you know, Oh, the artistic theory behind it. Uh, just like how it, like how you feel when you're playing it. I think like the presentation of it is uh, kind of wonderful. And, and celebratory is a good way of saying it. Like it presents a ton of different identities and it just kind of feels like you're not, it's not, it doesn't feel tokenistic and it doesn't feel like you're, it's just, it's like it's there or commenting in a particular way on like, um, you know, it's, it's not doing conservative things. It's not reactionary. And it's mm-hmm. also not pointless. It is like, it is truly just like, Hey, look at all these people and how they're different. And like, that's kind of cool. And you have to to navigate that. And like the question of sort of like respecting those differences is not even something that comes up. Like you just kind of, kind of do. It kind of feels like you're like at the most serene festival possible. Like everyone's (laughs) like very like colorful, but a little bit, uh, no one's like really that like over the top. It's just, it's a little um, more chill version of uh, of um, oh why am I forgetting the the name of this game because I loved it because uh, it had a weird name um, the, the the game we covered uh, with the with the 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 rest home the dentist the uh, oh help me out here smile for me yes smile for me thank you uh, yeah it's like it's sort of like the 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 cousin of smile for me wherein like no one is disturbing too. like they're really fun I to think look there at was and great. very disturbing people in smile for me I feel like oh yeah yeah, yeah no no, <laughs> no that's what I mean like. like in in signs of the sojourner they're not super disturbing like no yeah. one no one freaks you out but in I mean in smile for me there was still the same sort of appeal where it's like oh this is fun and but there's also the point of like oh this is terrifying actually <laughs> um whereas in signs of the sojourner at least for me there was no moment where I was like I am terrified by this game uh, it feels very much like you say, like, it's fun. Like, it feels like having fun. Yeah, because it kind of feels like you're in, like, a Mad Max world. Like, it's kind of like this deserty world with, like, very separated out towns. But everyone's kind of doing okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, like even, like, the, the one guy you meet in, and I don't know if you got this far, but the, the one person you meet in... Um, I forget what the name of the town is. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but um, 
you meet them, and uh, initially they're selling you nuts. Uh, they're selling you roasted nuts, which um, initially you buy your roasted nuts from this person who then turns out to be sort of a funny thief um, that steals your uh, stuff later and has clearly stealed, stolen this person's stuff. But uh, after you get nuts from them, you can come back again, and they're then selling crickets. Um, and it's clear that, like, you can't get nuts anymore, but they're, like, really talking up crickets. They're like, I was wrong. Like, we were all wrong. We thought roasted nuts were great. But these crickets, that's where it's really at. You got to have these crickets. And it's it's basically just, like, everyone's just like, yeah, well, I guess there are no more nuts anymore. We got to sell something else. And uh, and it's just, it's it's kind of sweet. Like, it it is, as you say, like, everyone's just kind of making it happen, making it work. Yeah, like you just like bring random stuff back to your town to like sell at your shop and, and everyone whatever buys you bring. It. Yeah, everyone's just like, yeah, this this fucking rules. We didn't have this before and now we do. Thank you for bringing it back to us. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, I don't know if you've ever played um I, I don't know if there why there'd be any reason that you have, but uh I don't know if you've ever played the game Reseteer, um which is sort of like a an item shop. Um jrpg i guess kind of that's like sort of the thing you basically play an item shop owner and you have to make that work uh, and sell a bunch of items and reseteer is great but like part of the stress of reseteer is like you don't know if the stuff you're getting is going to sell like you want it to and you need it to um whereas in size of the sojourner it's like yeah you need to get some stuff because otherwise your your route is going to close because um your mom who has passed uh has um made some powerful enemies uh but on the other hand everyone loves everything that you, <laughs> you sell always like so yeah it's it's like it's not stressful you know if you get something you'll be good to go and you don't have like a base money that you're like oh can i afford this red wine you just have to get through a conversation yeah i think it's i i do think it's sweet in that way mm-hmm I understand what you're saying about the mechanics, though. I think, like, so I, I would say, like, part of whether or not you'll like this game boils down to your tolerance for, um, like, your tolerance. I, I want to say didacticism, but I don't think that's not really fair. It's not didactic. It's, um, it's, uh, how to say this? It's like, the mechanics demonstrate something, uh, I think, and the demonstration can be a little, um, I don't know, probably a little frustrating. Like, I think I felt that way about the mechanics when I was like, oh, yeah, like, is this, uh, am I am I learning something about speech because I keep failing, because I have failed in this, like, pivotal way? Um, like, I think on, like, the second to last day. Um, I realized that I had played the game like a deck builder and like diversified my cards and stuff. And then I realized like, oh, wait, I'm failing at all my conversations. And the reason for that is because you can't play this game like a deck builder um, because that's not how conversations work. You don't just like take on, uh, oh, now I'm going to be creative. Now I'm going to be like aggressive. Now I'm going to be logical. Like you, you kind of just like that's a purely that's like a sociopathic way of approaching the world <laughs> you like you are who you are and like that was kind of an interesting thing where i was like oh i've i've done exactly what the game has been telling me not to do the whole time i've tried to please everyone um but you do have to get to a point in the game when you're like wait why do i have to keep like 
I'm so sick of of like losing at these mechanics and like I, they're fun to figure out when they work and and less fun when they aren't. Um, I think like it ultimately kind of boils down to me and and I'd I'd love to hear your thought on this. Like it boils down to me uh, in like how much you enjoy frustration and failure as like a mechanical choice. Hmm. I guess for me, I love. I love having conversations and it's Mm. like, I love talking to people and for it to be, um, it is, it is frustrating. It's frustrating for it to be boiled down to like, okay, you can either be this, this kind of communicator or this kind of communicator. Um, when it's like, it's, it's hard when there's this barrier in the way that in this case is the mechanic, um, of just like talking, talking to this person just organically. Um, yeah. It, and like, I, I think like, I think that the difficulty is, is in figuring out whether or not you, you think of that gap, like that, that difficulty is um, the, and I'll, 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 uh, I'll abstract because I don't want to, I don't want, I, I have no interest in, uh, in like, plumbing Kevin's mind and figuring out what they might be trying to say here. I, I would not, would not like, uh, present myself as an expert on the inner workings of, of Kevin Snow. Um, but so I'll say the creator, like it, it's hard to say like whether or not you are looking into the mind of the creator and saying like, yeah, the point of this is to show you that like, even if you want to get everyone's stories all at once, like you can't talk to the like if you are at heart like a conciliatory person, you are going to rub this like aggressive person the wrong way and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how many cards you pick up, and if you try to become like that person, then no one will like no one will be able to talk to you. Or is it this mechanic did not allow me to actually like pursue the game in the way I wanted? And I think that's like that's a really big. It's a really big distinction. Yeah. I I do think that's interesting. I guess it was also frustrating for me that like the other conversation partner always seems to be trying their best too. Like if mm. you play something that like and like if you're forced to play something in like okay, like say they only have circles and triangles and you like play something where they would have to play a square, then they're like you can see them like looking worried and it's just like, no, I, I don't want to do this either. I'm so sorry that I've put you in this position. I don't think that you should have to be a, a square communicator. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like one of the things about the, um, one of the things about the game, um, that I thought was super interesting was the, um, the moment that I realized like, Oh, um, the, the way that the communication works, these people are always going to respond to me in a positive way if they can. If I've mm-hmm. given them any out, right? Like if they have a triangle in their deck, they will use it. This is not the kind of game where like, oh, maybe they'll use a square because they hate me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're not reading their mind. You're basically the whole point of the game is you trying to figure out like, okay, what what does this person have in their deck and how can I make it so that I um line myself up with them effectively so neither of us have cards we can't use right like knowing that was helpful um but again helpful from a mechanical standpoint you're right like 
that helped me strategize and, and sort of think about the game mechanically. It it did make me um, abstract myself from the from the conversation a bit um, in a way that I I hadn't considered until now, but maybe kind of took me out of the game a little bit. Hmm. Do you want to take a little break and then come back and talk about like uh, some other stuff, like the uh, maybe talk about like the the branching plots and 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 the the um, calendar and all the all the various uh, stopovers you can do on your caravan ride? Let's do that. Oh, I'd love to do that. This is where the break is, <laughs> but not the break in your hairline. <laughs> Thank you, Keeps. www.keeps.com slash Hagelbond. Tell them Hagelbond sent you. Um, <laughs> Tell them you're a little clubber. <laughs> hey, little clubbers. Is your hairline going back? Um, <laughs> all right. Three, two, one. Okay. So um, I really wanted to talk about uh, the... Like so, the conversation stuff is 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 absolutely my favorite part of the game. But also, I think you're totally right. Like, also the most sort of uh, polarizing part of the game because it's hard to talk to everyone, and you sort of have to decide whether or not that's mechanically uh, a choice or uh, sort of like a deficiency. Um, and I I say deficiency here, but like I mean it in the kindest possible way because I think like you know I don't want to speak for you, but I think like it's hard to look at this game and not appreciate like the effort put in at least like, I, I think there's like, a, it's, it's a very ambitious project. Um, and I think uh, like whether or not you think it succeeds, um, I think what's cool about it is like, you know, intelligent minds can disagree on this. Um, and that's like, so few games these days are like, yeah, um, smart well, people I, can think both things about it. I honestly think it's a, a just a preference because mm -hmm. I think that so many people who, um, just love playing straight visual novels would be a little bit turned off by it. But I think a lot mm. of people who'd be turned off by playing straight visual novels would be very interested in this and interested in, um, in, in having, um, the emotions behind a conversation kind of telegraphed and, and put out there. For sure. Yeah. I think like, yeah, it is absolutely sort of doing two things at once. And like, like many things, like it is, it, it is like, uh, you have to kind of ask yourself whether or not that's a compromise or an effective sort of synthesis. Um, but one of the things I thought was like, I, 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 I should, I should say, I think that's like super, super well put Liv. Um, one of the things I think was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say polarizing. I'd say it's like it, it is almost like a a throwback difficulty within the game is the um, the branching path selection. Like uh, basically the way it works. Well, can you describe the way it works? Did you get to the points where there were like uh, or did you find any sort of like compelling branching paths? Honestly, no, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I did no, not no, notice okay, the okay. calendar for like a long time. And then like whatever <laughs> I finally did, I was like, wait, I was missing stuff. Did like, you just follow the caravan? Yeah, Liv, how I did. Was it, I did. I, did, but then I didn't follow the caravan. Was it cool to follow the caravan? Was it fun? I didn't notice. Okay. I think I think just more people come with you that have like conversations with you in each city. Mm. Um, but then apparently I missed the caravan too. I think I went home earlier than they were expecting me, which we, we didn't really d describe that mechanic. Whereas, like, Oh yeah. Um, the longer that you're out on the road, whenever you, so you like are, 
are in your hometown and then you have like five or five to seven different days that you get to go out on um you get to go on like seven different trips which are yeah like basically it's like it's, it's, it's five days uh the trip lasts 50 days or five times the trip lasts 50 days and no matter where you are in in true um s- similar to smile for me fashion i I did uh, break curfew and I was still out on the road uh, <laughs> at 50 days. Um, and my Really? Yeah. As soon as there was like, okay, so the longer that you're out on the road, you'll you'll get cards that are just like worthless in your deck. Like you can't They're play horrible. them. They're um, so rough. And it's, I thought like, I thought that was a great description of what it's like to talk to someone when you're fatigued because they're called fatigue cards and basically they have no communicative value. You just get to be like, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> um, and, and the other person's like, you don't really make a lot of sense right now. And uh, and the conversation ends uh, effectively. I never even I never even tried to play one. Oh, yeah. Um, playing them is extremely frustrating because like uh, the way they work is since they're fatigue on both sides, it ends the conversation and then starts the next conversation at fatigue. So it's like you're done oh, at, at no. that point. Yeah, you're 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 toast. Um but yeah, so, no, go ahead. Sorry. The longer that you're out on the road, like, I guess maybe like uh, a week, a weekend, you get your first card, um, then two weeks and you get your second card, something like that, that you just like gain these fatigue cards. And so then you're trying to like have these conversations with people on the road and you have these like worthless cards in your deck. So as soon as I got like three, I was like, well, this isn't worth it anymore. I've got a couple <laughs> items. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, rest I, up. And then Trevor, in true Trevor fashion, it's like, well, I think that I can, you know, squeak a little bit more productivity out of this trip. <laughs> and as it happened, not maybe my worst trip. I think I came home with three <laughs> things. And like the trip before, I had done it very, you know, I'd gotten home in time because they had a festival on the 44th. And I was like, oh, I got to be home for that festival. I got home early. I had like, six commodities to sell i had a good conversation with my friend and this one i had three and we couldn't talk to each other and, and my friend was like i find it very hard to talk to you after you've been on the road for a while i was like oh this is hard like i feel really bad about this so yeah uh it's best to go back home you were you were totally right in your impulse but if you don't get back home it just says like you can't stay on the road this long and it, it shoots you back home um but Within that, you also get to make these different choices. Like the first time I ended up going away from the caravan was on my second day. Because the first day you take sort of a truncated caravan trip. The caravan owner only takes you so far. And she says, like, yeah, listen, like rookies can only go this far. Um, on my second day, I was robbed, uh, as I'm sure you were, by by the, the woman who gave you the nuts, the roasted nuts at one point. She takes your licorice. Um, and you have the opportunity, if you talk to someone else, they tell you where she is and you can you can follow her and get your licorice back. And so I did and lost the caravan completely. So I was like, well, all right. And I just kind of like went around the map and just had a good time and got the stuff I needed and failed some conversations and came back home. And my friend was like, you should do that more often. Keep going out on your own. Um, and then I, I really regretted not following the caravan. I felt like I had missed out on on the actual um path that I should have been on because I, I was mm-hmm. unable to talk to anyone. It was, it was like, it was a very real sense of regret, um, which I can't possibly make sound like a fun thing, but, uh, it's certainly like an interesting thing for a video game to, to convey. 
I do think that it was brave of this game to make their own cow level, which was where you followed the caravan to Burning Man. I just like I I thought that that was you know a real risk, and I I'm glad to see that that people aren't afraid to take a risk in games. I agree. Um, <laughs> I like something funny. What Burning Man and cow levels? Yes, absolutely. Those are two things I love. Um, no, I think you're right. Like, I think, th- honestly, though, like, there is a ton of risk in this game. Like, one of the things I think is true about Science of the Sojourner is it's not a game that really meets you on your terms. Like, w- whether that makes you like it or dislike it, like, it is mm-hmm. a game that kind of just, like, expects you to take it on its terms and figure out what it's doing um, instead of it sort of being like, okay, here's how this all works. Please, it gives you tutorials, you know how to play it, but like the tutorials do not let you in on how the mechanics work. They just tell you the cards and give you the rules. I think that the honestly, I don't think that anyone who Mm. played this would be like, I just like don't like this game at all. I think that the difference is going to be whether people play this game and they're like, okay, I'm going to binge through this for three hours straight, or they're going to be like, you know, I'm good with playing this game. Like, 15 minutes at a time and i think honestly you're gonna be okay either way that's reasonable yeah i think there's like this game can be very emotionally unpleasant to binge um because you do get to like you do get to the point that i got to um where uh uh you know you get to this moment where you're you're kind of playing a lot and you realize that you've just like produced this conversational style that will never work in the real world and you still have two days left you're like oh am i gonna see this train wreck through or (laughs) should i restart what is what feels appropriate here and it's just like it hits very close to home in some ways (laughs) in terms of like wow I, i messed up like i guess i oh no i can't fix it like that that could be emotionally tough um and i think like like a lot of indie games um you know, your ability to play that um, for an extended period of time is really going to depend on each player. Mm. I I do think that it's, I like that this game is about communication and you have to think about it longer than like visual novels that you're just like allowed to just like click something very quickly. Like you kind of Mm -hmm. have to think about the concept of communication for longer, even if you're not making so many uh you know true choices yourself and like how you want to communicate like right. i think that you are working with the the mechanics for the most part but you're you're thinking about communication a little bit more yeah i agree and i think like one of the one of the tough things about this is is that like the negative communication options are often kind of interesting like the stuff you get if you like quote unquote mess up in, in, in communication and get like the black communication uh, uh, speech bubbles instead of the white ones. Um, uh, the, the kind of like, I don't know, like the negative outcomes are interesting too, but I certainly felt because it was a video game that I needed to do the positive ones. And like, I, I, feel I don't like the know game if expects that's better. you to succeed. Like it, yeah. I thought that it felt like, you, if you did not succeed in this conversation, that you did something wrong, which I also um, 
was something that I didn't like as much. Like, I feel like it should just be, I, I feel like it should be just as valid to like not ace a conversation. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out if it was or wasn't. That was something that was kind of like a little bit opaque to me because there were times where it was like, if I just couldn't talk to someone, um, it would be like, well, I guess we didn't really click that time, maybe some other time, which felt, okay, that's not like a punishment. Um, but other yeah. times it was like, well, you just couldn't, you couldn't break in edgewise with that person. It's like, I don't know if we have to demonize that person for, like, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't quite figure out like whether or not it was okay to fail, basically. And it um, might be that my own frustration was being, um, you know, projected onto these situations, which is um, interesting of itself. Mm, yeah. No, I, and like, I think that's one of the things that can definitely be said for, for Science of the Sojourner. Like, I think it's, I think it's completely valid for anyone and, and, you know, especially you, Liv, you're more, you're more valid than everyone else in my book, as I have, uh, <laughs> as I have written about many times on my personal blogs. Um, but, uh, you know, like, it's perfectly valid to want to, like, it's perfectly valid to kind of be frustrated with the, with the mechanics and say, like, you know, like, I just, I don't like that, that I end up guessing at conversations. I don't like that, like, you know, the, the failure mechanic feels like a failure mechanic as opposed to just like a, a communication mechanic. Like I, I absolutely get that. And I think like you could make the argument that there are ways the communication could be done better. But one thing I also think about the game is that like it goes for something that is sort of uh, trying to find a way to say this that doesn't just repeat stuff we've already said, but like it, it absolutely does go for something different. Like it's, mm -hmm. it is it is its own thing. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I appreciate that. And I think it's like, you know, it's well-written and it's, it's a beautiful little game. Um, to me, the mechanics really work at, at expressing, uh, the, the, like the trouble and frustration that you can feel if you try to like please everyone, or if you sort of like approach communication from different ways that aren't like, um, I don't know that, that try to approach like a completionist standpoint as opposed to just like an experiential one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think your critiques are perfectly valid, Liv. I think there's like, there's absolutely, there, there absolutely does feel like there could be a, like a kind of disconnect. Mm. Really my closing thoughts on this are that um, I, I think that most people if you play this game that you'll have some sort of take on it, like you're mm. going to be reminded of something and you're going to have a take on it, whether positive or negative, um, maybe, maybe neutral, but I think that you're going to compare it to something and be like, okay, well this reminds me of this and I think it does it way better. This does it. This is similar to this. And it frustrates me that it's making me do more work. Um, right, right, right. But I think the most important thing that you could do is probably talk to someone about your you playing this game. Like I think that um, that we both benefited from talking to each other about like our experiences with the I game, agree. and that's kind of what the game is about. It is communication. So why not why not play this game and then talk about it with us, people who have also played this game? Have play you ever considered the idea of game book clubs? Let me just let me just throw this out there now and say game book clubs. Um, I think it's time. Uh, but yeah, you could you could talk to us about it. We'd love to talk to you with you about it. it um, 
I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm at Hagelbond. Uh, Liv is on Twitter too. She'd love to talk to you about it as well. Yeah, at AV Club. Yeah, that's A V E Y Club. <laughs> um, and you little clubbers better better uh, go ahead and download some games and talk about them with AV. Yeah, and um, we hope to we will be getting to more. Um, yeah, itch game soon, and probably more games from the from the game bundle. If you're looking forward to more of this, great. Get, get, just like that night in the woods review, it's definitely coming, everyone. It's definitely <laughs> not a joke that I'm making. We're totally gonna do that. I uh, I wonder if we'll think that game is good or not. I don't know. I've I've heard a lot about it, but you know what? I I think the hype might be real. Um, I don't know that one guy on Twitter. I follow him, but um. Anyway, no, we, we, we love, we love, we love, uh, we love Scott and we love Night in the Woods. Um, or I do. I don't know about Liv. Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Thanks everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Good night.